All right, all right, take your seats, everyone. This time we're talking about contingency plans. Take your seats, please. Thank you. This is the Change Academy podcast, a show where we explore what it takes to create a healthy mindset, sustainable habits, and a lifestyle that allows you to become your best self. My name is Brock Armstrong. And I'm Monica Reinagel. Welcome. Planning is super important. That's the way we convert our intentions into actions. Right. But contingency plans may be just as important because yeah. those are the way we recover when things don't go according to our plans. And in this episode, we're going to help you create your own customized contingency plan so that when life goes sideways, you can still land on your feet instead of getting derailed. <laughs> I like the visual of life going sideways. <laughs> I don't know why, but mm -hmm. that struck me as funny. Now, before we get into all of that, I think this is a really great topic and I can't wait to dive into it. But anyone who's been listening to this podcast for a while knows that at the beginning of the, each show, we like to talk about things that we've been working on or things that you guys have been working on. And this time we actually are very happy to have an email from listener Cheryl, who had a comment on the Aligned Action episode. And this is what she wrote to us. This topic resonated with me as many have. <laughs> I've been realizing in recent months that my goals have drifted so far away from my actual values that I've been striving for things that make me miserable for years rather than things I truly want. Wow. Now, that is some strong language. <laughs> With that realization, I've been trying to bring my goals and their related actions back in line with my personal values. And then she continued on to say, I also was amused by the discussion that people tend to beautify their goals. <laughs> At my last job interview, I startled my interviewer with my answer to that standard question of, what do you want to be in five years? And she answered, happy. <laughs> I think that, in my opinion, Cheryl may need a contingency plan there, seeing as happy as an emotion, a transient kind of emotion that's not necessarily like a place or a state that you arrive and stay at. <laughs> what do you think? That's an interesting distinction between an emotion and a, a state. But actually, I loved Cheryl's answer to that question. I mean, I know the interviewer was asking her about her career goals, but I thought her answer showed something really awesome about what she values. Like to me, she was saying, yeah, my life satisfaction is more important to me than a career attainment and mm. that my happiness is not contingent on reaching a certain milestone or achievement. So I don't know if it got her the job or not, but I was charmed. <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. That's really, that's an important thing to to remember. And And actually I've done a similar thing in a in a job negotiation, I guess, I was offered the job and I was sitting down with the the fellow who ran the company and we were discussing salary and stuff and the vacation days came up and he said, yeah, we do two weeks vacation. And I said, you know what, like knock some money off of my salary and give me an extra week vacation instead. And he was flabbergasted that I actually wanted less money and more vacation. But uh, I think maybe uh, Cheryl and I have something in common there. Actually, you and I have something in common that I never knew because I did the exact same thing. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And it was probably my my one and only full-time corporate job in my career. And yeah, go, but I was still working as an opera singer then and I wanted to have time to go on auditions and and be involved in that world. And so I negotiated a slightly lower salary in exchange for, I think it was 
two days a month or something that I could spend on on that. So, but I never heard that story before, Brock. Yeah, so I guess me, you, and Cheryl all right. see ourselves as happy <laughs> rather than rich. <laughs> exactly. Well, let's jump into today's uh, topic, which is contingency plans. All right. Now, in order to reach our goals and realize our objectives, obviously we need to make a plan. But even the best laid plans sometimes falter. And mm. like that's not to even mention the worst laid plans. <laughs> but yeah. But even the best ones sometimes fall apart. And if we're not careful, it's easy to fall into some really unhelpful thoughts or unhelpful behaviors when that happens. It's easy to just kind of throw up our hands and throw our goals under the bus when things go awry. But that can become a habit in and of itself and definitely not a very helpful one. Right, right. You know, we humans, well, we love to be efficient. And when things go awry, well, our old default habits are the most efficient thing. And so they tend to come back when our lower brain thinks that we need them the most. But we may also notice some old and outdated and misguided beliefs that sort of sneak back in too. And this can come from childhood, it can come from our upbringing, it can come from our our schooling, but it can also come from things like advertisements and social media. One thing that popped into my head when you and I were talking about doing this topic was how <laughs> there are actually candy bars and fast food and stuff that are sort of marketed, well, they're exactly marketed as a way to give yourself a break or to take the pressure off and all of that kind of stuff. And that is really exactly what we're looking for in these moments. So whether we fall back on our old habits or whether we fall back on these outdated beliefs and messages that we've been given, well, it's not very helpful either way. So I guess before we even get into anything else, let's set the stage here. The key to this entire scenario that we're going to spell out for the next little while is when this type of thinking or this type of not thinking occurs, instead of viewing these missteps or these sideways life moments as failures, view them as a chance to build these contingency plans or resiliency plans. I love that word resiliency just has so much optimism baked into it. But, you know, I just want to share with folks a little behind the scenes here. When Brock and I were working on this episode, our original working title was Emergency Preparedness. Mm -hmm. But the more we talked about it and the more we worked through our thoughts on this, we kind of realized that the things that we're talking about here are happening way too often for us to really be considering them emergencies. This is just the stuff that regular old unpredictable life regularly dishes up. But it was important to realize how easy it is to categorize those as emergencies. And it made me realize like how unhelpful even just that is to be so quick to be like, oh, an emergency came up. When it's just the kinds of things that, you know, life can be very predictable in its unpredictableness, right? So we decided to rename the topic, the, the episode, <laughs> contingency plans instead of emergency preparedness. And for me, that was about two different things. One is we don't want to go through life feeling like our entire life is an emergency. Mm. That doesn't seem very healthy or, or very helpful. And also, I think that when we are viewing these little blips, these little bumps in the road as emergencies, it makes it a lot easier for us to rationalize, kind of giving up on everything or 
derailing our, our plans or abandoning our goals. So I think there's a lot to be said for maybe reeling in this concept from emergency to just, you know, a little bump in the road. Yeah. But we still need a plan for that. Oh, yeah, we definitely need a plan for that. And I think we all know people who go through life just everything is an emergency at all mm. times. Their pants are always on fire. And when you press them on what's actually going on, it turns out that they've only got like maybe a, a report that needs to be done in the next two days. Exactly. That's it. It's, you know, it's a cognitive distortion, right? To take a challenge and turn it into a cataclysm. Yeah. This not gonna, you're not going to do your best work under those circumstances. So... The goal here is to really have one of two calm, that's an important word, reactions when life throws these little things at you and your plans go awry. And and those two reactions, the first one is to immediately move to your contingency plan. We'll get into that in just a minute. <laughs> exactly. And the second reaction is to realize the need for a new contingency plan. <laughs> if you don't have one already, then you can realize in that moment calmly again that, oh, yeah, okay, I need to uh, I need to make a contingency plan for if this happens again. Exactly. So obviously you're going to want to customize your contingency kit, not your emergency kit, just your contingency <laughs> kit, based on what sorts of things tend to throw you off course most frequently. It'll be different for all of us. Right. Like if you miss your workouts regularly due to busyness or stress or whatever, then you'll want to gather a bunch of short workout options. Or let's say you consistently find yourself eating fast food because you've somehow ran yourself out of time to cook the ideal meal. So Maybe you just need to spend more time stocking your freezer with some easy to wrangle options. You know, uh, just the other day, I uh, I had planned to go for a walk later in the day. I'd already done my workout and I wanted to get a, an evening walk done. And a storm blew in that was just a heinous, like there was wind and hail and and the waves were crashing and it was just terrible outside. And um, I didn't have a particular plan. Like I've got a ton of workouts up my sleeve, but I didn't know what I was going to do because I really wanted to get some extra steps in. So I actually just created this, this workout, this walking workout throughout my house. And, and it became really fun while I was doing it. But I also now find myself with a contingency walking workout <laughs> that I can fall back on at any time. It was a, it's a really good feeling to know that I have that in my back pocket from now on. Yeah, that's just the thing is that contingency plans will be useful again and again and again. It's not, mm -hmm. it's going to be a very efficient use of your time to, to spend a little time solving that problem in a way that you can then reuse. But depending on your particular circumstances or your objectives, your priorities, you might need contingency plans for when your childcare plans fall through or yeah. for when work obligations conflict with your regularly scheduled exercise time, or maybe for those nights when you don't have the time and energy to make what you plan to have for dinner or something gets in the way of you sticking to your ideal sleep schedule. But I would suggest that you start with the things that seem to crop up the most frequently. Or if you're just completely drawing a blank, you can just start with the last time or the next time you get derailed and use that as a prompt for creating your first contingency plan. 
Yeah. Have you got some examples? Yeah. So I was just kind of thinking if if the childcare thing is something that frequently crops up for you, then then your challenge is to come up with three backup babysitters that you can call the next time your regular one cancels. Or maybe you need a list of three easy meals that you can make and then make sure that you always have the ingredients for those on hand. Or as in your example, Brock, three 15-minute workouts that you could do anywhere, no matter what. Might not be your whole workout, but that's your contingency plan for when a workout gets canceled. Or maybe you need three friends that you could call if you need some perspective. Mm-hmm. If you feel yourself kind of losing perspective, you need three friends that you know you can call. Yeah. Or three ways you can get to bed earlier, maybe. Three little tweaks to your routine that would buy you an extra 30 minutes of sleep or even three ways that you could carve out 30 minutes to work on a neglected project. I think we all have those projects (laughs) that we're trying to make time for, and they always seem to get pushed off the back of the list when something unexpected comes up. So maybe we need a contingency plan for how do I recover 30 minutes, just 30 minutes to make a little bit of a headway on that project. Yeah, I love the three friends you can call to gain some perspective. I have my default person that I, I talk to pretty much on a on a weekly basis, but he's canceled on me the last two weeks in a row and I really could use some perspective. I need two more people that I can rely on. I'm here for you, Brock. Okay. <laughs> I'll hold you to that. Yeah, but the but the point here is to think about where you need these, what it is that would create a little bit of a safety net for you. But then another really important point is to write them down, make them concrete and make them doable, make them actionable. And then when things go sideways, you don't have to do a bunch of panicked brainstorming and scrambling around. You just go to your contingency plan. Yeah, that is so important. The the idea of making them concrete and making them doable. We talked about this a lot back in, in episode number five, I think that was way back in April, we released that one in the episode called You Must Have a Plan. We talked about the idea of setting implementation intentions. Mm -hmm. And that's a really fancy way of just being really concrete and clear about your with your plans to make sure that you don't just say like, I'm going to do a, a short workout. Make sure that in that contingency plan, it says how you're going to do it, where you're going to do it, what you need to wear to do it. All of that stuff so you're not being vague about it and not being wishy-washy because it's just as important in your contingency plan to have that kind of detail as it is in your original plan. Yeah. Otherwise, you'll find yourself in the same spot. Right. And then just to be sure to capture that somewhere where you can access it. But if you do go back to listen to episode number five on plan, you'll notice that what we're talking about today is really just sort of a deeper dive into a concept that we introduced in episode five, and that was on coping planning. Right. And this this idea of having a backup plan, having the plan for when things don't go according to plan. And that's really what a contingency plan is. So, so instead of repeating or reinforcing the behavior of getting sidetracked when things don't go according to plan, now you're going to be repeating and reinforcing the behavior of staying on track. And remember, what we practice, we become. So that's what we want to practice. Yeah. So we're we're going to practice that every time you encounter a little bump in the road that throws you off course is you're going to react in one of two ways. You're either going to say, oh, okay, no problem. I've got a contingency plan for this. Or you're going to react with, oh, okay, I guess I need a contingency plan for this. And 
either one is the habit that you want to start repeating. As opposed to like, oh man, everything's ruined. I might as well <laughs> give up on whatever it was that I was I was going to do. Right. And throw caution to the wind and all of our goals and hopes with it. All right. On that cheery note, let's talk about some takeaways. So the first thing is that remember, no matter how well we plan, things will sometimes go sideways. And we can either use that as an excuse to abandon our goals, or we can pivot to a contingency. Then, having a contingency plan and the ingredients to make that plan work already in place, well, that can mitigate the stress of life rather than adding to the stress of life. Right. Then, viewing a misstep as an opportunity to develop a contingency plan, well, that allows us to learn and develop more and more resilience. And finally, in order for resilience to become a habit, we need to practice it. And that means creating and using your contingency plans again and again. All right, so let's do a lab experiment on this. You've probably kind of guessed what it's going to be, but let's codify it for you want you to identify which category of plans seem to get derailed the most frequently. Where do you get thrown off track? And then come up with three possible contingency plans that will help you minimize the damage instead of adding to the stress. Okay, but you're not done. Once you have brainstormed your three contingency plans for that scenario, then you need to gather whatever information, ingredients, or materials that you would need to execute that contingency plan. So this lab experiment doesn't just stop on the page. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you actually are going to prepare yourself to execute it. And then once you've got this, just keep your contingency plan in written form somewhere where you can easily access it whenever necessary. Yeah. And eventually these will become the new habit and you won't have to refer back to those written plans, but having those written plans can really save you when you're just sort of in the moment going, oh no, oh crap, I thought about this before. What, what, did, I, what did I plan for this? Right. And speaking of having things written down, <laughs> if you were to subscribe to our Change Academy newsletter by going over to changeacademypodcast.com and signing up, it's just on the right-hand side of the page there, you will receive in your email inbox a written version of this lab experiment. So you don't have to go and write this down on your own right now. Just subscribe to our newsletter. And each time we release a new episode, you will get the lab experiment in written form in your inbox so you can participate because we don't want you just passively listening to this and thinking, oh yeah, I'm collecting all this knowledge. We want you to take action and really make some changes in your life. Yeah. That was another, um, title that we considered for the podcast before we chose Change Academy. It was um, something about where the rubber meets the road, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, we were afraid we'd get a whole bunch of car aficionados <laughs> listening to the podcast and be horribly disappointed when they found out what it was really about. All right. Well, that's it for us. We will see you next time. Here's to the changes that we choose. All right. All right. Thanks, everyone. Don't forget to sign up for the newsletter at changeacademypodcast.com. See you next time.